privileged to offer the Lunch Lady podcast to two special guests today to talk about a very important subject here in Australia, which is Australia Day, also known as Survival Day, Day of Mourning or Invasion Day. This conversation between author, educator and gun-eye woman Curly Saunders and Gomeroy social worker and campaigner Rachel McPhail discusses how we can educate our families and respectfully honour First Nations people on January 26th. Hi everyone, I'm Curly Saunders and I'm here on Dharawal Country today and joining me on the show is Rachel McPhail who's a proud Gomeroy woman living on Wiradjuri Country and Rachel's just completed her Bachelor of Social Work through Charles Sturt University and works for the Disability Trust as a project manager. Rachel was really successful in her campaign to ask Australia Post to include traditional place names in addresses and is now campaigning for the creation of a database of traditional place names that has been verified by elders and community leaders. You might have seen her on social media um, and she's very much a voice that we in the First Nations community know and respect and I'm very excited to be yarning with you today, particularly as Invasion Day, Survival Day, a day of mourning, January 26 rolls towards us. How are you, Rach? I'm good, thanks, girls. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, you are so welcome. I'm so <laughs> glad to be yarning with you. And are you on Wiradjuri country today? I am. Beautiful, sunny Wiradjuri country, nice and hot out here. <laughs> oh, that's so special. Um, You've been doing amazing things, my friend. You know, your online platform really amplifies First Nations people and places and projects and your opinion, one that I really value. I really want to know, what are you thinking about January 26th as we, as we approach it? Do you think it's a day to celebrate and why or why not? Thanks for asking that question, Kels. And um, I just want to say that, like, that that means so much to me that, um, you know, that, that you have respect for me and, and I feel exactly the same about you um, and, um, you know, all of the knowledge and um, information that you share as well. It's really important. Um, in regards to January 26, um, my opinion is that, no, um, it's definitely not a day to celebrate. Um, it's the anniversary basically of, of the start of colonisation of this country and, you um, you know, the, the dispossession of our people from their land, um, the disconnection from culture and language, which, you know, is still affecting um, First Nations people today and probably will into the future as well, um, you know, as we're kind of trying to connect back in with family and with culture and with our knowledge that we should have had. So, um, yeah, it's definitely um, not um, a date to celebrate, no. Yeah, I feel that way too. Um, I've heard this this you know day termed as a day of mourning, and for me, I think it it really is that it's a day of um, sitting together with family and community and um, being respectful of the lands that you're on. And if you are going to celebrate in any way, then I feel like it should be to celebrate the sixty thousand years of continuation of Aboriginal cultures on the country on which you're standing, which is huge. We're a pretty exceptional bunch, hey? <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, and I guess something that's coming up at the moment um, is around abolition and this idea of abolishing Australia Day. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's a day that we should totally get rid of? Should there be another celebration at another time? Um, yeah, what are your thoughts and feelings? Yeah, it's a really interesting conversation, I think. Um, I've, I've 
been speaking to, you know, some mates and some of my colleagues about this um, over the last couple of weeks, you know, as we're kind of leading up to Survival Day. And um, it's really interesting because um, someone that I was speaking to um, yesterday, you know, kind of um, had the had the thought that, um, you know, if we left it as January 26, um, but made it more of uh, like a, a reverent ceremony like Anzac Day, you know, how, how they have the sunrise ceremony for Anzac Day and kind of, um, you know, honouring our, um, our frontier warriors who tried to kind of um, protect us and, um, when, you know, when invasion first happened. Um, yeah, like that could be an opportunity for um, education and truth-telling, I guess, but my concern around that would be that, like Anzac Day always ends up being, you know, everyone goes to the pub afterwards and has a whole bunch of beers and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I would be really concerned that it wouldn't keep like it's it wouldn't keep that that specialness or that um, respect that it would deserve on that day. Um, and if the viewpoint about um, abolishing the date is around like the fact that if we celebrate Australia Day on a, on a different date, we're still kind of celebrating certain things that First Nations people don't get to enjoy in this country. You know, for example, the social determinants of health, um, life expectancy, you know, freedom because there's over-representation in the justice system of First Nations people. And, you know, our kids are still being removed at a, at a higher rate than ever before. So changing it to another date it may solve the problem of it being on that anniversary date, but it doesn't solve the problem of like, what are we actually celebrating? Like not everyone in this country is lucky and not everyone um, experiences that, that amazingness um, of what, you know, Australia Day is kind of celebrating. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm so with you on that. Um, and yeah, it, it seems foolish to be in celebration when the, Settler colonial impacts are still very evident, like you say. You know, yeah. our bubbies as young as ten are incarcerated, um, and that we are the most incarcerated people on the planet. And we're not bad people. <laughs> um, it's the systematic racism and oppression that results in in that kind of dehumanization of our families mm. and communities. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rach. And I know these are tricky things to talk about. So I'm really grateful <laughs> for your openness today because I do believe that having these conversations with our friends and our family is the way that we can begin to shift these perspectives that are held in our community. And so many of our audience listening, tuning in are parents with little ones. How would you encourage parents to talk to other parents and their friends about a truer history? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of, um, it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because I guess um, I think that there's like a, a skill or like a knack to speaking about, um, you know, white privilege and oppression and things like that without kind of getting people's defensiveness or getting their guard up. Um, and then, you know, that kind of shuts down conversations. So being able to have these like hard conversations, but like giving everyone that safe space to like be able to explore it and learn about things and like admit that they don't know, you know, oh, that's, I'm just hearing about that today kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's a tricky um, space and I really love this question. Um, I think that there are so many resources out there that First Nations people have created. Like, for example, Clothing the Gaps, they just 
um, put out a post on social media uh, yesterday or the day before and it's literally eight things that you need to know about January 26 and like it's the perfect thing that you could like you know not you don't necessarily need to share it publicly on you you know on your feed but you could share it within a close group you know of a couple of friends and um like in a closed message and then you know have a conversation about it that way you know and antar is another good one that um you know they provide a lot of resources as well so um and like you know they kind of like conversation starters as well um so I think, yeah, that's some, some like, that's kind of uh, like a guide to help people to kind of start those, the, like to spark the conversation. And I guess that's what um, Clothing the Gaps, that's what their kind of motto is as well, right? Like, you know, they sell T-shirts and stuff with, like I'm wearing one today that says um, not the date to celebrate. And like, you know, um, I've had a couple of people like just go, like ask me questions about that. So, and yeah, so I think just like use those tools that are out there. First Nations people have been creating um, like content and resources, like telling their truth and trying to get it out there for so long. So like, you know, tap into that. Yeah, 100%. Thank you, Rach. Those are some great resources. And I would add to that Common Ground is a really great one, not just today, but all through the year. They release such incredible resources. They're beautifully worded um, and very accessible. And I think also acts speak words, don't they? So when you don't show up to a colonial celebration and instead you avoid that or you boycott that, or if you show up to our marches or our rallies or First Nations-led events, then I think that's saying also, I'm an ally, I'm standing with you. I believe that, um, you know, that, that this day or the celebration of January 26 is Australia Day could seek to continue racism and oppression yeah. and isn't a day to celebrate. So I'm with you. You know, that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, what about with their kids? How could they yarn with their kids about about these big tricky dates? Um, well, I was actually just um, on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on Instagram <laughs> and um, I just came across another post. We po- love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my second job. <laughs> um, but I just came across another post, um, someone sharing um, Goodsy's new book. So Adam Goods has um, released a book called Somebody's Land, I think it's called. And, you know, that's a kid's book which really kind of, helps kids to understand in a way that you know is respectful to them you know the story of colonization so I would have you read it Kels oh yeah absolutely I would add sorry to interrupt um I have it's so beautiful yeah and I would add Daybreak by Amy Maguire and Matron too um which speaks about the day too yeah yeah do you have do you have any other books um I really like it's not necessarily about um like invasion and survival day but I really like the finding our heart book by Thomas Mayer um like I like reading that with my niece and nephews yeah I think that that's a really nice way to kind of you know to kind of unpack the experience that First Nations people have had and like what we can now do to like this the tangible steps I guess that we can that we can take to move forward and like explaining to kids why that's important as well so I think that was a really um well done book as well 100%. And I love your books, Kels. <laughs> oh, thanks. Sis. Yeah, I'm going to add um, some great books that I feel have been really powerful when I was teaching in primary schools and early childhood. I'll whack those in the show notes because I do think, Rach, like you say, books are such a powerful way to open a conversation. And our young, yeah. we're already sitting down to yeah. have that 
story time so frequently with our little people. So it's a really nice way to open up conversations about, um, yeah, about invasion, about survival, the continuation, the thriving of our cultures and how to be and how to be an ally. I think they're really important conversations to be having. Um, and these are hard ones to have, Absolutely. right? <laughs> it's easier sometimes to just do nothing. What would happen mm. if everyone shied away from this conversation? Well, I mean, yeah, if everyone shied away, then we wouldn't have social change, would we? So, like, we we really need people power. I think, like, you know, I've seen firsthand the the absolute boss power that that people power have. Like, so so many people coming together and just um you know having small conversations just chipping away at it bits and pieces at a time but that makes huge social change when lots of people are doing it so um if no one was having those conversations um you know that's it's it really means that we're going to be stuck where we are and that you know it's gonna that this is just going to continue on forever so yeah we need people to like reconciliation Australia say, like move from safe to brave, like have, you know, be brave and have those conversations. A hundred percent. During the Black Lives Matter movement last year, uh, following the death of or the murder of George Floyd, we saw black squares, black tiles take over Instagram. And um, there was, you know, a lot of solidarity in those moments, but it also created a bit of a media blackout where um, non-First Nations or non-people of colour's tiles were becoming amplified over the voices of black or people of colour and marginalised voices and perspectives. Do you like to see our allies sharing content, sharing First Nations content and that amplification? I think that I there's a... I guess there's a respectful way to do it, isn't there? Like if if you – and, I mean, I am also try to do this with my page as well because it's not um, about me speaking up about all the different um, social justice campaigns and that that I like to support. The point is to kind of like amplify those voices. So if it was a non-Indigenous person saying, I believe – this is my view, et cetera, et cetera, and, and talking over a First Nations person, then that's not the right way to go about it. Um, yeah, but, you know, there's like these, these. Um, uh, I can't think of the word, I've just had a mental blank, but like there's these um, things that happen on Instagram um, where it's like share the mic and that kind of thing and like the, you know, Instagram takeovers and stuff. So like where people with platforms, like non-Indigenous people with big platforms hand over their Instagram account for the day to a First Nations person and allow them that opportunity to speak and the, the non-Indigenous person just sits, you know, in the background and it just listens. So it's not about them kind of like talking over. Um yeah, so I think that that's a really cool um, movement that's been happening. Yeah, 100%. Um, we love to see. We love, like, I love seeing allies share our content, but I think you're right. Maybe speaking for us um, is not the right way. And I've heard it worded by elders and peers, custodians as well before who've said, you know, we don't want you out in front of us. We want you by our yeah. side or we want you. Beside us. Yeah, yeah, beside us in this journey and this path that we pay forward. Um, 
Are there any other things that you think our allies should be doing at the moment in the face of racism? Like what's a powerful ally doing on January 26 and on the other 364 days of the year? I really like, I love this question, Curls. Um, I really like the idea of um, like decolonising your mind. Um, I follow an account actually called Decolonise Your Bookshelf. Um, And, yeah, I I love that idea, but like spread that out across not just books like podcasts and films and like your Spotify playlist and everything, like just you know, try and listen to as many First Nations voices as you can and then and then amplify those messages. Um, I think that's a really, um, you know, a powerful thing that an ally could do. Um, and like I said before, you know, purchasing clothing, you know, T-shirts with slogans on it, like free the flag and things like that um, and wearing those in public because, you know, a lot of um, First Nations creators will say if it's ally-friendly shirt or, you know, or hat or whatever, it'll say that if it's ally-friendly. So, um, you know, allies can walk down the street with, you know, with that slogan and then start those conversations um, or, you know, wear it to Chrissy lunch with your nan, you know, and, and have, you know, have, have, a, have a chat with nan. Um, you know, there's so many, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many. Um, I love that. I can just imagine that, you know, there's there's so many, I've, I've seen those memes floating around the internet at the moment that say, don't sit next to that racist uncle, uncle, uncle at yes. Christmas lunch, sit with the kids yes. and, <laughs> and instead have, you know, revolutionise them. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love that idea. Like clothing is so important. Yeah, sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. I just got giggly thinking about some of those big conversations happening at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas table, yeah. Um. I was just going to say, you know, like um, we're actually, I think as of tonight, um, so uh, the 19th, um, NITV is actually showing some really cool documentaries in the lead up to um, January 26th. So, you know, there's some like amazing um, films that have just been released in the last few years like a really cool one that I just shared with everyone at work is um looky looky here comes cookie and I think that that's like a really cool like it's a really fresh way of like kind of having that conversation Stephen Oliver's like awesome in it so um you know you could invite your mates over and like sit down and watch that movie like that film together um and like you said Kels there's heaps of um survival day rallies happening on January 26th and I think Antar put a post up on their social media with all the different ones in the like capital cities that are happening so and but if you can't make it to a rally like see if there's like a social justice organization that you could either make a donation to or regularly donate to or volunteer or you know help them out or see if there's something that they like supplies or something that they need that you could kind of um, resource for them. I think it's a really powerful, um, you know, and I'm probably biased because this is what my campaign's about, but I think it's really powerful um, to do the research and know, you know, the traditional place name of where you live, who lived there before um, it was colonised, you know, what are some of their cultural stories, what massacres happened there because that's really important to know that um, history and then, you know, um, then that way you can, you have that knowledge and you can have those um hard conversations um you know with other allies or other potential allies as well 
So, yeah, I think that's a couple of different things that allies could be doing. My gosh, that's a long list. I think they're going to be busy, <laughs> not just on January <laughs> tweaks, but all through the year, right, which I really yeah, love. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really important point as well, that um, this isn't just something that happens one day of the year or just for NAIDOC or just for, for reconciliation. Um, these are ongoing acts of standing in solidarity of allyship, and we really love our allies. Hey, Rach, how can we find you? Where's the best place to follow your content and your campaign? Um, So probably Instagram's the best. Um, So it's at place names in addresses. Um, Yeah, but I've got Facebook as well. And there's underscores separated of each of the words, isn't it? Place underscore names underscore in underscore addresses. Yeah, amazing. And did you have anything else you want to add, my friend? No, just that I love that you're having this conversation um, and I love that people were listening to it um, because, you know, we really need allies um, to kind of help us with, like we need them to be social justice warriors. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's amazing that you're having these convos. And sis for having this yarn with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and didgeriguranyunyi to all of our listeners today, uh, we... Yeah, we're really excited to be paving a path forward together. And, um, Rach, it's been such a privilege yarning with you today. Thank you so much. We'll yarn soon. Thank you. Thanks, (laughs) Rach. If you liked this conversation, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really liked it, be a legend and leave us a good review. Lunch Lady is a magazine where parenting is not taken too seriously, but a balanced approach to family life is. It's a beautifully printed kitchen keepsake full of recipes, inspiring family stories, DIY craft and funny, relatable opinion pieces about the ups and downs of raising kids. Head to shop.hellolunchlady.com.au.